Well, hey there. Thanks so much for joining us on the Solid Rock Church Podcast. This is a place where you can stay caught up with all the messages that happens at Solid Rock Church. We pray this message encourages you and is an opportunity for you to grow in your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. We are starting a new series, and I'm doing four weeks. Four-week series. This series is going to last from now until the end of October. This series is called... Yeah, sorry. A Holy Promise. Everyone say a Holy Holy. Promise. Like I said, this series will go on to the end of October. We're going to go through the book of Acts. We're going to go through the book of Acts, discussing God's promises for the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, what as a church we can be and accomplish. It's through the Holy Spirit that we see things change, amen? It's through his presence that we see um, victories um, in Christ's name. So, I'm going to pray one more time. We can't get enough of prayer, amen? Um, Y'all still having prayer meetings on Saturday mornings? I wish I could be there. <laughs> Actually, if it, if it takes Havila crying next door, I guess we can pray um, next door. But let's pray and let's agree together that we're going to receive this word that God has given to us. This is a divine appointment that God has for us this morning. And it's not just a talk show. This word is from the throne in heaven. And we're thankful that he communicates with us. Amen. So let's communicate back with him. Lord, we thank you for this word. God, we thank you for the way... Uh, God, this us as a church are right now. We, we thank you for everything you're doing here at Solid Rock Church. God, use this word for our hearts. God, we are, we are open to your Holy Spirit. God, we, we are wanting to receive whatever you have for us today. We thank you, Lord. God, use me as an instrument for your glory to expand your kingdom. Allow these words out of my mouth to be the words that you want to be said. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, um... October. Who likes October? There's some kind of iffy things about October, you know. And uh, but the thing about October is leaves change color, right? Y'all like that? Uh, when we drive to Fayetteville, um, if you ever drive to Fayetteville, there's a part where you can just see the mountains and all the leaves changing color. It's gorgeous. Um, I've been playing with a drone recently, and so I've been just flying it up like 300 feet high just to see. The land, the changing colors, and everything. One, also, one thing that also happens in October is dead grass. Husbands, <laughs> who's thankful for dead grass, right? Mowing is a chore sometimes, amen? Mowing is going to be a chore whenever we get that property cleared out, right? But hey, uh, we do it for the kingdom of God, not for our game, but for his glory, amen? Um, <clears throat> it's also a month of dressing up for candy, Right? A lot of kids dress up this month for candy and go get candy. And um, sometimes you see adults dress up. <laughs> right? Some of us like to have a little fun. Although my family doesn't personally partake in, in the dressing up, I, I personally did as a kid. Uh, I, 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 I did the Halloween. I, I, I dressed up sometimes a Power Ranger, um, a Power Ranger suit that was too tight. And didn't, didn't <laughs> it was not a pretty thing. But there's a story that I remember. I will always remember this growing up. So my family, uh, my mom would just drive us around the neighborhood. Uh, there's a big circle in our neighborhood that we'd go around and get candy from. And uh, there was one house we stopped at in a cul-de-sac. And um, me and Brooke got out. Me and my sister got out. My mom was in the car. Mama's, mom's window was down. And 
there was just an eerie feeling about this place. <laughs> you have the flashing lights and everything. You walk up, and there's this freaky uh, scarecrow-like figure just sitting like this in a chair, right? So I walked up, and I'm like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> and walked back to the vehicle. But I promised my sister we walked out. Dustin, stay with your sister. Brooke, stay with your brother. I promised my sister that I'd stay with her. But when I saw that thing, mm-mm, I, I dipped. I was gone. When I got back to the car, I heard a blood-curling scream. That was a real person. <laughs> that person jumped out. It's like, ah, it scared my sister. And then Brooke screened her head off and ran back to the car. And the guy was like, wait, you forgot your candy. I always remember that. Um, we, my mom actually called the cops on them. <laughs> the cops showed it. <laughs> when you see a full, like, full-edged, like, full-person figure in whatever costume, don't go up to the door. They're going to try to scare you. Um, but that story, the reason why I told you that story because I made a promise to my sister. I made a promise. I didn't keep my promise. And, all, and that candy was not worth me getting scared over, right? <laughs> that candy was not worth it. Um, I didn't keep it. Why? I didn't keep the promise. Why did I not keep the promise? I didn't keep my promise because I was too busy thinking about my own self. And not worried about the words that came out of my mouth to my sister. I understand all of us, we make promises, right? I promise this, I promise that, I promise this. We keep our promises sometimes, right? We, we do, we, we honestly do. Um, promises are important. But do we always keep every single promise? Do we keep the promises that come out of our mouth? A lot of us, um, even myself, when I want something new, Heather, I promise I won't ask for something new. <laughs> Get that one thing. You know, you know what I mean. You know where I'm going with it. Um, sometimes as a, as a people, we don't always keep our promise. A man named John Green, if you heard of him, he's the author of a book called The Fault in Our Stars. He said this about making a promise. Sometimes people don't understand the promises they're making when they make them. That's a powerful statement. We should think before we say. The Bible says, slow to speak, quick to listen, right? We get so busy in our own world that we don't think about breaking a promise, and we break that promise, how it would affect another person. Us as humans, we make promises we can't keep, but there's one person. There's one who never backs down from a promise. There's one, (laughs) and his name is God. He's a promise keeper, amen? We sing it at the top of our lungs. You're a promise keeper when we sing the Waymaker song, right? He's a promise keeper. Acts 1, uh, this is the first passage of Scripture we're going to be reading from this morning. Acts 1, chapter, or, uh, yeah, chapter 1, verse 4 through 9. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go there for a second. Um, I'm reading in from the New King James Version. Anybody online, the verses will be uh, here at the bottom for you to follow along as well. So, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 9, it says this. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me. Excuse me. For John... 
truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, they had come together, and they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times of the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. How many of y'all want to know what's coming next? You, do, you, do you think that if we knew it was coming next, we wouldn't be as prepared? That God does that on purpose so he can, he can grow us in the current season we're in? But then he continues saying this in verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Here's a quick overview of what we did, the passage we just read. So Jesus was about to ascend to heaven, right? He's about to go into the clouds. So he gathered his apostles. He gathered his apostles and gave instructions. The first thing he gave instructions, do not leave until you receive your promise. There's, a part, there's one time when I was in church and when I went to New Life in Van Buren, the pastor said, you don't leave here until you receive what you need. We're going to ask. We're going to ask. We're going to ask. We're not being forceful, but the Bible says to ask. Ask, seek, and knock. That's what the Bible says for us to do as, a, as the church. Um, he gathers apostles. To give, and he gave instructions. He gave a promise. And then he explained the actions that will take place if we received that promise. Did you know those are the very last words Jesus said in the flesh before he ascended to heaven? Don't leave until you receive your promise. And whenever you receive that promise, you will be empowered to be a witness to all of Jerusalem, to all of Judea and Samaria. And you will go into the ends of the earth and profess the things that I have done for you. You will go to the ends of the earth and testify you will expand my kingdom with the power of the Holy Spirit that I have left here for you. Jesus didn't say, see you later, suckers. <laughs> All right? He didn't. He didn't say, oh, you're on your own. I'm out. I'm going to a better place. The promise he made in the book of, in the book of John and many of the prom- and any, many, many of the books the Holy Spirit has been prophesied through, he kept that promise. As we just read, the promise is the Holy Spirit and the, and the power of that we'll receive when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And we'll receive that power. We will be a witness. How many you know this this life isn't for us. This life isn't for us to, to become what we want to become. We were created for the very purpose as is this, is to expand the kingdom of God, is to worship him, to share a relationship with the true king. The bottom line, the, the, part, the thing that I want us to get from this message is this. His promise is to empower his people through the Holy Spirit. How many of y'all want to be empowered? How many of y'all know we can't make it out there without, on our own, Right? We're thankful, bless you, we're thankful that, we, that the Holy Spirit is here to help us and guide us and strengthen us. Are you thankful that the Spirit that descended upon Christ whenever he was, whenever he was baptized is the same Spirit that will rest upon his church? 
today. The same spirit that came upon Christ. It's the same spirit that is willing to use his church today. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same spirit. Nothing's changed. His attitude hasn't changed. His character has not changed. He, as a God, has not changed. Whenever they ascended, whenever he ascended to heaven, he said, don't leave until you get filled. <laughs> don't leave until you get filled. He said, don't go into Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem. Don't go beyond this until you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we need power when we go out in the, in the world. We need power in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> right? When someone takes that, that parking spot that we wanted. We need power when our kids are screaming their heads off at home. We need power in the Holy Spirit in the everyday life. And the way he said this was whenever you leave Jerusalem, make sure you have the Holy Spirit. Make sure you are empowered and then go tell the very vision of or mission of the I, for New Horizons Conference, the IPHC, is to go and tell. That's what we're called to do. The, 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 the two greatest commandments is to love God and love people. Are we loving people enough to go tell them about Jesus? Or are we going to let them perish? Amen? This church, this body, y'all are so good at expressing your love for Christ. And sometimes, I, this past couple of weeks, whenever I've been preaching... Um, I, 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 just remind, I just thought to myself, they already know this stuff. They already know about the Holy Spirit. They already know about praying. They, only know, they, are, they already know all this stuff, so why am I preaching it? He said, and the Lord said, because we are people, we forget. <laughs> we are people. We have different things that get in the way. We need to be reminded as a church to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Every single one of us, I believe, has been filled with the Holy Ghost. But what if someone walks in here and, and they haven't? No matter who's in this building, the, whole, the, the Lord will speak the way he wants to be, you know, it wants, he wants to speak, and the things that he wants to be said will be said. His word will not return void. It will fulfill every purpose it was set out to fulfill. Amen. Christ tells his apostles to wait, be filled, and then go. Again, the bottom line is this. If you repeat this with me. His promise is to empower his people through the Holy Spirit. Although we need the Holy Spirit to walk in our everyday life with Christ, Christ's reasoning for the promise of the Holy Spirit is to empower his people and become a witness. I'm going to say this throughout the whole entire message because I don't care if you get a cool quote from this message. I don't care if you get whatever you get. The thing I want us as a church to understand is the Holy Spirit empowers us as a church to spread the gospel, to see his kingdom come here on earth as in heaven. We recently had a, a, a fifth quarter here at the Methodist Church. Are we thankful that these churches and magazines work together? I'm not saying other, other towns don't. But I'm saying that I know that these churches work together. Although we have different beliefs. Although we, we may not believe in this. or we don't, we don't really agree on certain things. But we're in it for the same reason. The Methodist pastor came up to me and, and talked about the interim pastor position and everything, and then said, hey, we need to get the ministry alliance back together. Us churches work together. 
to see magazine changed. Although I want to see every single one of these seats filled, I want people to go where they can grow the best. Amen. Christ's reasoning for the promise of the Holy Spirit, like I said, is to empower his people and become a witness and to see the Holy Spirit work in others. The Holy Spirit is not just for us. The Holy Spirit is for, it's for everyone, is everyone who is willing. The power that is given isn't for our gain but for his. This is something that I wrote down and I thought that was just really good. We don't receive the power from the Holy Spirit to be powerful. We receive the Holy Spirit to be faithful. Oh, look at me. I got the Holy Ghost. And shame on you for cutting me in line. Shame on you for blah, blah, blah. Shame on you for uh, saying something mean to a holy saint. If we're thinking of ourselves higher than everybody else, then we got it totally wrong. The Holy Spirit is here to guide us as an individual. The difference between us and the lost is we have the Holy Spirit guiding us. And they don't. Shame on us if we think higher than we are to the people. The Holy Spirit is here to, to fill us, to guide us. And he expects us to be faithful with the Holy Spirit. What would happen if the church took Christ's word seriously? And I'm not, I'm not when I write these messages, um, I always go back with Heather. And um, I read my message to Heather and we go over it and um, make sure I'm not saying any crazy things. <laughs> and making sure that I'm not sounding condemning or whatever because I want to encourage y'all. Although, you know, we need some, some, some good old uh, sermons here and there. But us as a church need to be encouraged. We need to be strengthened and empowered. Um, So when I say all this stuff, don't, don't think that I'm, I'm, I'm saying that we're, that we're weak in the area. We're not. The Holy Spirit is here. I saw in Brother Jerry's face this morning whenever he was praying. <laughs> I, don't, I rarely see Brother Jerry cry or shed a tear. But the Holy Spirit is in this place. Amen? Y'all thankful for that, right? Instead of using the Holy Spirit to be better than other people, we use the Holy Spirit to desire the Holy Spirit. Wait. Instead of using the Holy Spirit to be better than... Us as the church should be, should desire for the Holy Spirit to use us. Instead of use the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit uses us. Who are we to tell a big God what to do? Whenever I was praying for my father to be healed in the physical body, after his passing, I looked at my prayers. I took a, uh, an audit of my prayers, and I was, I was thinking, did I pray wrong? Did I say, God, do this, God, do this? Or God, will you do this? If it's your will, will you do this? God has plans. And we're just blessed to be a part of those plans. The Bible says every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. He doesn't need us. He wants us. He wants us to be a part of his plans. He wants us to be part of his kingdom. He wants a relationship with us, right? The Holy Spirit is a promise to empower the church to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. Let's go to John chapter 3, verse 30. It says this. He must increase, but I must decrease. That's a simple verse, right? He must increase, but I must decrease. 
It's, it's short but powerful, amen? If we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we need to empty ourselves. I see a lot of youth walk in here on Wednesday, on, on Wednesday nights just carrying spiritual baggage. They, a lot, some of them, they, they sit down for a second and they worship and then they pick it back up and they take it. That's not the Holy Spirit's hope for us. That's not the Lord's hope for us. His hope is that we lay it down and we, don't, we leave it, right? We lay it down and we don't come back to it. The things in, the, in, the, in us that, that keep us from fully giving ourselves to Christ... We need to empty ourselves daily. It's okay to want things. It's okay to want some certain things. But we need to make sure, are we doing it for the glory of God? We should desire to advance his kingdom. God wants an obedient heart, someone to seek him and spread his gospel. That's why the Holy Spirit is here, is to empower us to be effective leaders, effective witnesses to the ends of the earth. Recently, I've been I've had a very expensive taste. <laughs> Have y'all ever want, uh, just you just you just had an expensive taste where you said, "Oh, this is really cool, but it's a lot of money. I want it." Right? How many y'all have expensive taste? It's okay. It's it's totally okay to to want some nice things, right? Um, it's totally okay. There's there's many that I want I want I'm actually wanting right now a, a new iPhone. <laughs> Although mine is perfectly fine, I want a new iPhone because a new one's out. I want this drone that I'm using for as a, for a, uh, that a friend let me use, and things get expensive and expensive and expensive. I've caught myself this past week focusing on silly things. How many all get distracted? Every single one of us get distracted, right? We get distracted and we and we and then oh that's pretty, squirrel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but. Are you thankful that our God doesn't say, oh, he's too gone, see you later? Our God is so faithful that although we might be going out for something else, the Holy Spirit is always present to bring us back home, to guide us upon this path, to strengthen us and empower us. Heather had to put me straight this week. (laughs) I've been wanting a couple things, and Heather said, hey, listen up. No, sir. We're not about that. We are for expanding the kingdom of God. And recently, uh, actually, I won't get into that just yet. Have we as a church began to worry about positions to the point to where our focus is turned from expanding the kingdom of God to expanding our earthly possessions, right? It's okay to have nice stuff. I want nice stuff. (laughs) We just got to make sure that our wants fall in line with God's will. There's nothing wrong to have a nice car. There's nothing wrong to have a nice house. There's nothing wrong to have nice things. As long as those things don't get in the way of God's will in our life. Right? Next passage of Scripture is Matthew 6. This is our last passage of Scripture for this Sunday. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. This is a very powerful verse as well. Do not lay yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy 
My truck is very rusty right now. Um, <laughs> for moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth or rust destroys, or where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart be also. Are y'all thankful that no one can take our promises from God away? Not even the Holy Spirit. The only person that can, that can forfeit that is ourselves. There's no holy thief. There's a holy God that has a promise for us. And he is willing to give it to us if we are willing to surrender. We aren't taking our stuffs to heaven. This is one thing. Um, I didn't write this in here, but I'll say it anyways. Um, working in the post office, I, you know, it was a good job. And I wouldn't quit the job if I, I, was, if I wasn't trying to better myself. But I quit the post office, and one reason is because of this. Our time here is, is short. God's returning. Jesus will be returning in the clouds very short, very shortly. And even in this passage of Scripture in, in Acts uh, chapter 1, he even says, hey, the way, I'm, the way I'm leaving, the way I'm coming back. Our time here is short. Although we can't take possessions, the only thing that we can have influence on on this earth that we can that can hope to be in heaven is people this is a cool ipad but this ain't going with me <laughs> although they can put whatever in my casket when my my spirit leaves my body i'm in heaven and when the, when the word his word says that when you're absent from body you are present from the father oh wait let me grab this let me grab that no here on earth, as we live as Christians, as we profess the word of God, make sure that we're expanding his kingdom. Because we're not taking possessions, we can take people. We can see people changed for Christ. We need to pray for them. And, and with the power of the Holy Spirit, witness to them. So hopefully they can choose Christ too. Magazine's just not, Magazine and Bouville is just not the only cities that need Christ. The world needs Christ. That's why it says to the ends of the earth, every eye will see, every tongue will confess. Well, let's pray that they knew beforehand, <laughs> before it's too late. Why, as Christians, should we desire the Holy Spirit? It's not to be holier than someone else or holier than now. It's to be empowered to reach the world for Christ. Us as a church, the, even Bishop, when he came down here, he expressed this, that we go through the Acts, the book of Acts, and we look about what the first church did and how it was empowered and where they went and what happened when they went. But we've got to start from plan A or, or point A. That's, that's even the saying. <laughs> We got, we got to start somewhere, amen? This church is ready to go. I see it in your eyes. We, did did y'all, did you, I'm not going to go all the way up there because I won't, I'll lose where I'm at. You heard the announcements, everything going on here. We're going, we're, we're doing stuff. I have $2,000 worth of school supplies in my office that's going to schools. Solid Rock Church is, is doing what God has called us to do. God is using us. He's only, and he's only using us because we say, hey, we're here. This is a Holy Spirit-filled sanctuary. This is a Holy Spirit-filled people. This is a praying people. So blessed to be in this building. So blessed to be part of this church. Amen. Can y'all believe we had nine new visitors last week? 
I, I told so many people, and they said 90. I said, no. <laughs> I mean, we wish we had 90. They couldn't fit here, you know, 90 in here. But my, my goal, our, not my goal, us as a church, our goal is to see 50 people in here by, by hopefully the end of the year. Those people last week came just randomly. One family came. They were going to another church, but I heard they like, hey, let's go to this one. Next week, there could be 30 people in this building. And it's not because of what we do. It's because of what God does. It's not for our glory. It's not for our gain. It's not to say, oh, Salt Art Church is the most happening church in magazines. Or Boonville Salt Art Church is helping this, doing this, doing this, doing this. We're not busy to take credit. We're busy to give God glory. Now, before I move on, let's remember this. We need rest, too. We don't need to be too busy to where we wear ourselves out. We need the Holy Spirit to do holy work. Whenever we read this word, we need the Holy Spirit to read a holy word, to read a holy book. Amen. This word is living, and God. This is how He speaks to us. This is how the the God in heaven that's sitting on the throne speaks to His people. It's through the work of the Holy Spirit where we're able to share our testimonies and share the love of Christ. I can't. I can express this. It's only through the Holy Spirit that a horrible situation can be used for the glory of God. I didn't think that my the situation with my dad could turn into giving God glory. <laughs> can I use you as an example? When they, both of y'all, when, y'all when, when they had their strokes, horrible situation. But look at them now. It's a testimony right there. The Holy Spirit can take anything. Why? Because he can, he's in control of everything. I fully believe his Holy Spirit is present upon the whole entire earth. It's just whoever is willing to be used, who's willing to get plugged in, 